we're going to be talking about where happiness comes from today. So excited. How excited are you, Tim? I'm pretty happy. I'm just happy all the time. I'm never unhappy. What does unhappy mean? Unhappy is unhappy. Unhappy is as real as the word cold. As the what? The word cold. Cold doesn't exist. It's only a lack of heat. Something sure. can't. Something can't be cold. It can't be dark out. Because it's just lack of light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one Tim so Tim let me ask you when was the last time you were happy uh years ago years <laughs> as if this whole podcast is about to turn into a therapy session yeah, tell I me tell you. me how you really feel <laughs> everyone everyone who's listening to this podcast obviously if you're listening you can't see but if you're on YouTube look at this kid's shirt <laughs> Oh, he's yeah, literally made of money. He's literally wearing his face on his shirt. I mean, who else doesn't wear my face on their shirt? I know. I, I walk down the street sometimes and I just see Tim's face on like everyone's shirt. I'm like, how did how do they know him? And then link I realize, down below for a shirt with my face. <laughs> we need. I don't think we have that link. Oh, we're gonna have to redo that too. redo the store got a lot of work to do we do a lot of work to do. people people out there are like oh running a podcast is easy right i just whip out my phone i use the anchor i mean you can do this you can just whip out the anchor app on your phone and click record but the audio quality is not going to be that great i mean that's how we started i think uh yeah people people can start easier than they think the hardest part of anything is starting it right but just start yeah i mean i don't know i don't have much more there i didn't prepare to for a podcast tutorial yeah i didn't either i read a whole book on that actually i don't know if you knew that when did you read the book was that before or like just after we started i think it was just after we started i um I think I got that for a birthday gift or something. Interesting book, although I could have learned all that information online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the nice thing about books is it is so like condensed. You can get it all in one place versus online. It might be less efficient collecting information. Yeah, unless unless you can find a good series on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Normally, if you're looking for info, you'll get like one good video, but then it won't help you with everything my issue with youtube tutorials is they're usually the good ones it's not like a whole course if you want like a whole course or all of the information you're going to need you have to watch something excessively boring yep you know with a very dry like monotone wow he's like like he's calling me out ladies and gentlemen because i because of life made easy he's literally calling me out he even mentioned monotone there <laughs> no but like hour-long <laughs> tutorials i'm i'm talking like anybody who tries to teach you like a skill those kinds of things mm -hmm. and that definitely doesn't make yeah can we get sponsored by skillshare skillshare if you're listening to this can you uh, sponsor us I see, I see Skillshare, like, advertisements on uh, YouTubers' videos, like, literally all the time. Why can't we get one? No, around 1,000 subs, we totally should reach out. Yeah. 
I actually appreciate Skillshare, and I might actually sign up. And so will Tim. I'll sign up if they pay us to sign up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to have to pay us first. Um, but yeah. What do you think about uh, transitioning a bit like more onto the topic? What do you think about when people are asked how they're doing? Nobody answers oh that, Oh my honestly. god, I, I love that question. I literally love that question, because that's how humans... That's how humans know how to communicate, right? Because we hear it so much. Is mm. like, if you're walking down the street and you see someone, or if you're meeting someone for the first time, one of the... I think there's like three questions. I saw this in a video. It was like three questions people always ask each other. It was like... It was like, oh yeah, yeah, here are three. It's like, how are you doing? Where are you from? And then what do you do? Like career-wise, usually, or if you're in school. Okay. Those are the three most common questions human beings ask each other when they first meet each other. And and it's funny that you bring up the how are you doing, because that's literally one of the three most common questions. Yet we always answer it wrong. Isn't that weird? I mean, I I actually avoid the question. It was like years ago I realized okay, my answer is always the same regardless of how, I am, how I'm like actually doing. Exactly. There's no correlation and, between your actual mood and, and like the proper answer. I mean... Or, or your least, answer. Sorry. At least 80% of the time that people ask that question, they don't really care. I mean, they might care on like some deeper level. Like they really like do hope you're like doing well and everything. But in passing, people, they don't have time. They've they've got a life. They've got things that they're currently doing. And can I just say, like, when you say you're walking past someone you know, like, say, at college, like we do all the time, you say, oh, hey, how's it going? They don't, sometimes people don't answer the question. Want to know why? Because that question is has been morphed into a hello. A greeting. It's a greeting now. Saying, how are you doing? They morph that question into Hi. We're not asking hi. We're actually asking you a genuine question, but it's... You know what? You know what question I hate even more? What's up? Because there isn't a one-word answer to that. No. If somebody yeah. asks you, how are you doing? Just say, oh, yeah, yeah, good. And then, and then you've moved on with your life. When somebody asks you what's up, the I guess I just say, I'm good, but that's not even an answer. Normally, people say, like, nothing or not much. Yeah, but that's so boring. I don't want to admit that. Yeah, so I, I was watching this video, uh, it was on TikTok, and I think I think it was, like, a video on, like, how to, like, be, be better at, like, s being social and, like, talking to people. So the guy said, like, if someone asks you, like, what's up, most common answer, or, or how are you doing, the most common answer is, like, oh, uh, I'm doing fine, I'm doing good. But that's so boring, and that's not going to make people like you anymore. So it's, like, say something interesting to, like, grab people's attention. Someone says, how are you doing? Say, I'm I'm doing amazing. I'm literally about to go, like, fight a kangaroo or something. And then people are like, well, it's actually sick. I've met those people, and I'm like, wow, you're full of energy. <laughs> how many five-hour <laughs> energies have you taken? Yeah. But, I definitely do know those people, though. Yes. I, I see, like. I do, they're I, just always so full of energy, and they're always doing fantastic. Let me tell you about this. And those are the people I say hi to and not. 
So I'm kind of guilty of this when someone says, like, how are you doing, Scott? I'll be like, yeah, I'm fantastic, right? I'm doing fantastic. But, like, normally I will be in a good mood if I'm willing to say that. It may also depend on the person. Like, there's certain people I would get more into, more into that with. Would you, you know, say, like, would you say that? I'm, I'm not going to name drop. But the person who thought we were prank calling her, if she if she said, how you doing, Tim? No, our friend who thought she was being prank called when we wanted to hang out, invite, just hang out. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say hi to that friend. Yeah. Cross her off the list. Just cut off. She made me unhappy. <laughs> Wait, you've been unhappy? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm revealing my secrets. But yeah, that's an example of uh, external external stuff influencing your happiness. But I didn't let it get to me. But Tim, okay, let me ask you this, Tim. Where does authentic happiness come from? And maybe you can describe what authentic happiness is uh, compared to like fake happiness. So fake happiness, I, I think it's more like short run or it's that attitude when somebody asks you how you're doing and you say oh yeah yeah good i'm enjoying life or whatever versus authentic happiness is a more uh fluid thing like it it's something that lasts because it's all about moving in a direction mm -hmm. um and the other thing about fake happiness is it really comes from like certain goals that you you believe once you achieve these things you know like a dream job that you've thought up or a relationship or more money especially like a specific monetary goal like when i'm a millionaire i'll finally be happy if if your happiness is dependent on one of those things then you won't be happy until you get there and then once you get there it's just gonna disappear you're gonna be like you're gonna be like after you're gonna be like that's it you'll be like that, i worked that, i worked this hard and then i finally achieved my goal and i'm not happy for i think people i think people think that like oh if i if i make like you said a certain amount of money i'm just gonna wake up every day after that and just be so happy i'm never gonna be sad my whole family could die in a car accident i'll still be happy because i have that money right I mean, I don't know if people run to that extreme. But no, no, I was just making, I was, yeah. I was exaggerating. It's like, like I said on the last couple of podcasts, you can always have a million and one dollars or a million and two dollars. Your spouse could always be a little bit more outgoing. Your spouse could always be, you know, slightly better looking or slightly more outgoing. Mm -hmm. I said outgoing or uh, better listener, you know, like more you attractive. could always, yeah. You could always like get like a bit more out of a person and experience. Um, and that's why those things can't be the things you expect to bring you happiness. That happiness is it's not real. It, it's fleeting. So that's on the external side. Yeah. Versus if you if you can figure out how to love yourself and build up yourself like build yourself towards certain goals yep if you can learn to enjoy the journey that'll be more lasting 
and then even the memory of that journey will bring you joy yeah so you bring up a good point the journey is often like better than the end result or or when you actually meet that goal isn't that weird i mean you hear that a lot uh but yeah as you said like that's the you you remember the journey more than the actual end result like when i was taking my exam i remember like this the grind and the studying process more than actually like uh like taking a test because remember i studied three months for a three-hour exam like what what's gonna like be more impactful in in my mm. memory obviously studying for three months just because it's like so intensive and it's long but yeah i agree i think i think and you can you i'll let you i'll let you say um after i just mentioned something i'll say that in modern day society i think people put way too much or yeah are way too reliant on external sources of happiness you heard about uh the shortening of human lives no it doesn't really have to do with like how long people are living because obviously we're generally living longer now um but video games and television are like the worst culprits so you know those things that take forever and are incredibly boring like waiting in an airport for your plane to take off yep that is a terrible experience to well i say terrible like it's actually that bad but it's, it's something boring. that it's boring and it's very nobody wants to live through that you know right um but you don't really your brain never develops a big memory of it because you know very little happened so those boring experiences don't really stand out in your memory however a really quick experience like like just a really fun day perhaps on a vacation or, or somewhere that you've never been before that day ends up getting stretched out in your brain like uh if you've ever like explored a city like i think most people have done that so that might be like a good example and you've gone to like a bunch of different places so, like new york city if you saw like five landmarks in a single day that's not that difficult to do the city's not big by area that would stand out in your brain as a much longer memory than a typical day so short so as exploring a city is short in the moment but long in your memory mm -hmm. waiting in the airport is long in the moment but short in your memory yep so these pleasant experiences like typically take up more time than the unpleasant ones however like video games and television and a lot of like our modern pleasures those are very quick in the moment because people are playing video games because they enjoy them but then after the fact they don't take up much time either so how so so it wouldn't take up much time in your memory yeah it does because it the way that it gets stored by the brain it just all goes by really quickly so, so like if you spent an entire day playing video games does it feel like the day flew by or does it feel like if or or think about an entire summer spent playing video games or watching tv does it feel like a lot happened that summer not really no versus had you been like outside or like going on vacations it might have felt like it flew by but you would have all these stories and all these memories mm-hmm that video games and tv don't tend to 
although time spent with friends like multiplayer games and and uh if you're watching a tv show with friends that's a bit different but so what you're saying is ultimately if you do those sort of activities uh your life feels shorter yeah <laughs> stop stop ha- learning have you ever start. heard that before <laughs> uh maybe not it phrased like that but yeah I, i've heard something like that so what do you recommend to the audience then they're dying to know the secrets of all these questions we're asking. See, I, I don't want to say wipe wipe video games or television completely out of your lives. Right, because those are perhaps, fun. I'd say rem- keep in mind when you're doing any, when you're watching like TV with like alone or playing video games alone, perhaps read a book or try to figure out what shows other people are watching at least or play like with friends because at least that engages more Mm -hmm. and then the best thing is literally to see people in person and i think we can all agree with that after having lived through a pandemic pandemic's almost over is it over i think it is i feel like we need like the cdc or like the president to like come out and be like it's actually over uh it I don't think it's binary. It's like the flu. I mean I've always I've always thought that a lot of this is more up to the individual. I, I don't think that the president saying that it's over has any impact on whether it's over. I don't think anybody saying whether it's over has any impact on whether it's over. It almost feels like back to normal. Like at least you can go like I mean, if you're vaccinated, you can just go into, like, uh, buildings and stuff without a mask on. Although there are still some places that require it, like airports and hospitals. Doctors' offices. Yeah. Back to the topic about being happy. Oh, so I was going to say, um, as a recommendation, like, based on what you just said uh, about, uh, like, memories and stuff, live your life like a YouTuber does. You know, and I'll give you an example. of Like, you know how YouTubers, like, are very creative and they'll especially vloggers will go out of their way to do these crazy things um like like mr like mr beast if you're familiar mm-hmm. if you're familiar with him like i remember one video he like uh what did he do like he bought everything in, in like an entire store or something like that's nuts and then like these people who like travel the world i remember one guy he like he met this girl and then went on the first date he went with her around he traveled around the world on the first date like imagine that memories like sticking in your brain like you're gonna remember that forever yeah how much you just wasted on some girl (laughs) (laughs) be creative go out there and do fun stuff no i think people should do it's much easier in uh, college. Like, I don't really do this at home as much because, you know, like, if you're living with your parents, it's different. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> it doesn't understand. Um, but if you just wake up with an idea, just do it. Yeah, so Tim had this idea in college uh, where he wanted to do surf and turf. He woke up and he's like, let's do surf and turf. And we went out, we went out and bought... Uh, a bunch of steaks and then a bunch of um, 
lobster lobster right yeah lobster tails. and the lobster tails were how much each tail was it 20 bucks yeah well all they had them i don't want to i don't want to call out any grocery stores but let's just say a certain whole foods market owned by <laughs> jeff bezos uh <laughs> they were like 25 a tail and jeff bezos stole a tail from us yeah He's going to yeah. the moon. Oh, he's, no, he's not going to the moon. He's going to the rocket. I want my 25 bucks back. Yeah. Did you ever get a refund for that? I didn't go back. They owe you a lobster tail. You should walk in there and be like, you owe me a lobster tail? I mean, I've never understood how food works. What am I supposed to say? Like, or I guess anything. If I didn't get the product, like... Receipt. Oh, I... <laughs> but, like, who's to say I didn't walk out of the store, take the hell out of the bag and then walk back in and i didn't even realize until we were about to cook them and then like what was i supposed to say like, it's a tough situation tim i think honestly most of the time the business will just uh agree with you just because they want you to go away yeah it's probably worth like the the like customer relationship right besides think about the profit that uh jeff bezos is getting on 25 dollar tails <laughs> It's pretty insane. Okay, so let's talk. Let okay, so I I mentioned something earlier how people are way too reliant on external happiness throughout their lives, especially right now. I feel like Gen Z is definitely a culprit of that. Uh, considering was it one in three people feel like they're lonely now? You don't have to feel lonely if you don't want to be. That's probably like pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Obviously, it was probably worsened uh because of the pandemic so i think the key here is stop relying it's okay to rely on like other people to make you happy like your family and stuff just don't be too reliant on it because remember external things can't last like you're not gonna have like some person just like make you happy every single day eventually it's gonna come down to the individual on a personal level like you have to make yourself happy you have to go out and do stuff you like and like work on growing yourself and doing activities you want to do so i don't know where i was really going with that but yeah gen z's gen z's struggling right now i mean friends are temporary bank account balances are temporary vacations are temporary like that's one of the awful realities people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. So if you're not able to figure out how to make yourself happy, all these things that bring you happiness, you're they're going to be gone. You know one of the craziest things I heard recently? What's that? And it's kind of true. If you think about the uh the 10 or 15 people most important to you in your life, and then you think about like the amount of hours of your lifetime you're going to spend with them or days or weeks, you know, whatever it is. You've probably already spent the majority of the time you'll ever spend with them together. So like that... friends, like it probably took you a number of years to like build up the importance and now like Friends do drift away, so you've probably already seen them the majority of the time you're going to see them. Right. Your your parents, if you're in your 20s, 
assuming that you see them i think it's how often do people like, usually see their parents when they're like adults and like they move out if you, if you assume that you see them it was something like uh once a week two weeks i think the the assumption i saw was like once a month you see them for about 24 hours okay um for the rest of your life by the time you're in your 20s you've already known them for eight you've already been with them for 80 percent of the hours you'll ever be with them um but like that was just crazy and then it, it that i think connects to like making the most of the time you have with people you don't really think about that in the moment right this podcast about happiness is kind of depressing i know it's like when you're in college you don't you stop thinking about that because you're you, you kind of like are a robot for a lot of college just because like you get in such a big routine. Mm -hmm. You don't realize like, wow, like I'm spending the majority of my uh, time with this, like the majority of the time I'm spending with this, these group of individuals is like now and eventually it's going to like start decreasing. The majority of your friends by like a month into junior year you've probably already <laughs> spent like the majority of the time with them. yeah yeah it's sad i mean like yeah you have to think about this also since we were impacted by the pandemic like we didn't i mean me especially i didn't like see a lot of my friends i hung out with like a lot junior year and sophomore year just because of circumstances and how we were like forced to live in this like house and no one really interacted with one another Mm -hmm. so sad this is like a sadness podcast season two sadness <laughs> <laughs> but i want to bring up a quote from i'm not from tim's dad his name's gene wise man his name's gene i mean he's definitely listening so shout yeah, out so shout out gene he he said i'll say the quote unless you want to say it you can say it. okay so he basically i remember i said something about like being miserable i don't know what it was referencing maybe maybe like working a job but mm -hmm. he's like you can choose to be miserable you can choose not to be miserable and you can also choose to be happy <laughs> and that, that that still stuck with me today and that's literally like what we're talking about with this podcast in terms of internal happiness it's like if i want to be happy working a job i hate i technically can I feel like you can train the mind is a very powerful thing and I can literally train my mind to feel like it's happy doing something I don't like. I mean, the majority of people, the majority of the time can very quickly try to recontextualize whatever they're experiencing that they're not enjoying. So like work, if your job sucks, at least you're bringing home a paycheck. And if you can focus on that, you can change a lot of your happiness. And even something I remember I did when I was a when I uh, was a food runner at a restaurant. That's a terrible job. It's so stressful. I would literally think, okay, this is how much I make per hour. Now divide that by 10 divided by six. Again, I make this much per minute and like literally think about like by the minute. In the past 15 minutes, I've made this much. So that's how you think. I usually just count down. Or I think about like the my shift, like a percentage, like oh, I'm like 25% through, 50% through. <laughs> I do that also. 
Um, and then you like visualize like a like a a slider, not a slider, like a loading yeah, bar. Yeah, I think about loading brain. bar like on a computer. Um, my update's almost done. <laughs> so like, I would say that's the majority of the time. Like, if you can figure out a way to recontextualize it, but then there are also times you know people are you can't just recontextualize. You know, if you're dealing with a death. Oh, that's yeah, that's tough. I took a death class, by the way, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so you're the expert. How do you work through it? How do you cope with death? Uh, it's different for every single person, but distractions are usually a big help. Uh, and then usually a social, a good, a solid social circle will also help. Um, for the most part, based on the interviews I had with people, uh, it seemed surrounding yourself and, and allowing others to help you cope was a little more powerful than just coping on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think... And that, Go ahead. There could also be, like, bigger problems where, like, if... So, two of the big things um, that they say about how to, like, find authentic happiness would be accepting who you are, which is very important, and seeking help uh with a lot of things you know you should accept who you are if you can't change it but like if there's something you don't like about yourself if uh you're not as productive as other people for one i, w I would say don't compare yourself but if you if that truly bothers you fix it then change it yeah no i love that i love that um the human body and mind is extremely mold moldable. I like to think of humans as like, uh, like Play-Doh. Not Plato, like the philosophy thing. I mean, like Play-Doh, like the kid's toy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you either have to change how you're thinking about something or change who you are. You can do that physically. I mean, I don't want to get into, like, transgenderism, but, like, yeah, like, you don't want to be a guy or a girl. I mean, like, you can actually, like, get surgery and literally become the opposite gender. I mean, for example, me, like, I've had bad eyesight my whole life. If I wanted to change that, I literally, I, I mean, I can and I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can even. We live in a time where you can change a lot, but. definitely there's a lot of ways to make yourself happy you just have to again choose mm -hmm. choosing zola people don't like options should we be told what we want yeah a lot of people um there's a lot of older russians who lived through the soviet era who, like, don't like the amount of choice that they have now. You know, they never lived with, like, this many choices, and there's a lot of, like, nostalgia for the simpler days. And, like, you knew what your job was going to be. You could predict what your income was going to be. You didn't get fired. Imagine if it was like that in the U.S. We are not advocating for communism. What's communism? I don't like that word. Oh, yeah. Tim doesn't like that word, like socialism or capitalism. I don't even mean the philosophy. I, I literally just... I, I don't like the word. 
I don't think it's ever used correctly. Tim's anti-English uh, dictionary. <laughs> I prefer to uh, speak languages without dictionaries. It was funny before this podcast started. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> before this podcast started, he's like, we need a better word for relationship, but just not romantic. And I'm like, how about the word friendship? And he's like, yeah, we need the word friendship. Yeah, but look at what the 21st century is like. Never mind. Uh, but Scott, what's uh, what's something you've done that that's uh changed how you've thought about something or or brought you happiness? I'm I'm going straight off your list of uh, on here, like accepting who you are, especially like finding who you are. I think college is when you do that. I feel like high school is a very like. You're influenced by other people heavily in high school. It's kind of like hard to go against the status quo of what people expect you to be. Because like mm. people, you get shunned in high school. You don't really get shunned in, in college. But I don't know. I got to the point in my life probably like two years ago-ish where I just kind of stopped caring about what other people thought and like just be my authentic self. And like, it's weird because you have to really sit down and, and just think by yourself, like, who am I? And I feel like the way to determine that is just look at your interests. Say, like, what do I actually like to do? I mean, like, I like doing podcasting. I like doing um, YouTube. And that was uh, the origin of that was tech stuff. I loved researching technology on YouTube. So I was like, hey, I can do that, too. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because I used to be afraid to like express who I was in that in that way. Like I would I, would, I used to hide my YouTube channel. I think, Tim, you knew that, right? Yeah, for like, especially in high school, because you started around you were like 14, 15. I mean, I had older channels when I yeah, I did start like way back then. I didn't tell anyone, but I think I started Life Made Easy. Uh. Is it 20? I think it was 2016. Okay, so that would have been junior year? I think it was, I think it was um, December 2016, so almost 2017. So senior year. Okay. Uh, like, uh, winter. But, but yeah, like, at that, at that time, I didn't want to, like, tell people what I was doing because I felt embarrassed because it was different, right? I feel like if you're if you're different, you're automatically gonna feel like you're being ostracized. Mm -hmm. And difference, okay. I think I think difference actually a good thing. But yeah, I looked at my interests and I was like, listen, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. I don't really care what anyone thinks at this point. I'm just gonna do what I like to do. I continue to do YouTube. Um, made a good, made it into a business, and then now look at it, I'm doing a podcast. Except podcasting is definitely. It's grown on most people. Honestly, if you say like I do a podcast, most people are actually very impressed with that. Like I told I told uh, the company I'm working for that I do a podcast. I had like <laughs> like not I mean, Tim, you said you would tell a company, right, that you do a podcast. Yeah, it's on my resume. Yeah, see, it's on his resume. So people definitely like look at that and it definitely shows certain virtues like um, organization skills, leadership skills, stuff like that. Also shows you're outgoing and you're willing to speak. 
where was I going with this? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say having like a dozen episodes of a podcast published. I mean, if you have three episodes, I wouldn't bring it up to anybody. And but if with a dozen, I'd say you're a notch above a club and a notch below, like an internship or a work experience. Right. Look how much effort like you have to put into this stuff. Like this isn't easy <laughs> by no means. And once you're monetized, it's a job. Yeah. Granted, your employer is probably going to be like, we're the priority. And you're going to yeah. be like, that. that's a good one. I would say if a company ever tries to say, like, you, you're not allowed to do that, I'd, I wouldn't work for them. I mean, they depending on the jobs. Like, it, it, if it's a job where you have some kind of a, a personality. So, like, I understand, like, uh, anybody on tv the the network begins to own your face that would be like an exception mm -hmm. but with uh the vast majority of jobs why why can't you be allowed to do whatever you want in your 40 hours that you're not working for them yeah right i know there was one example of a youtuber that uh was a i think a college football athlete played in the NCAA and under their rules, they said that he had to cancel. He had a choice between playing college football and canceling his uh, YouTube channel, which was at the time starting to grow and become really successful. And he ultimate, which is like, how do they do that to you? I think it's because he was like filming behind the scenes of their like practices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he, he ended up making the choice of actually choosing YouTube. And now he's like literally famous and making absolute tons of money and now has his own clothing brand and all this stuff. So it's like, I think he made the right choice. As long as he chose happiness for himself. Yeah. So I think, I think, I mean, we're kind of like touching on the, the word passion here. Like he found his passion. Like I found my passion. And I think that's definitely a way to find authentic happiness. And I would tell people out there, don't be afraid to pursue your passion. Uh, it's kind of like screw what other people think. Uh, if your friends are like telling you you're going to fail or they say like what you're doing is stupid, then honestly, just find new friends. Obviously, easier said than done. I'm not going to say that's like easy. Obviously, mm -hmm. telling your friends like I'm not going to talk to you because you don't like what I'm doing. is like <laughs> I'm like quoting Gary Vee right now. <laughs> Can we get Gary Vee on this podcast? I feel like he would support us at, I don't know, 10,000. Oh, that'd be so fun to get him on here. That would put us, uh, we're 2% of the way toward, uh, a little over that. Percent of the way to Gary B. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost there. What, 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 we just send him an email every single day. You've all, we've all heard those stories of, like literally emailed every day he always tells people like just dm every like if you want to work for a company just like dm like a thousand companies a day <laughs> <laughs> i don't know tim what about you what's the what's the key to finding this authentic happiness which is like we've kind of like decided is like internal and not relying on other people i think it's what i've been saying just uh setting these goals of of improvement that don't really have like end times like you, you don't have to do this by a certain time and you don't even have to reach like a certain level of productivity just be increasing so like that that's for me like being more productive 
um that's what i keep like falling back on but you know whatever it is for you like working toward that and focusing on the growth mm -hmm. yeah i'd say putting a uh, like a number on it is can also be uh demotivating demotivating that's the word i was looking for because like for example like remember we had the metrics that we wanted to hit for uh our podcast right like we yeah, want we're almost a year behind. yeah so we wanted we wanted like a certain number of subscribers we wanted a certain number of views by this time didn't hit the goal but that doesn't mean we're like bad you know what i mean that doesn't mean we're a poor podcast mm -hmm. it's just that we didn't meet that arbitrary goal that we set out for each other and now i feel like we kind of like reformed that into like we want to upload this many episodes we want to like up our quality and that kind of like will lead to those better uh better numbers in the future i mean i think that again connects to don't think about like your dream job or your dream spouse you know those are like i think the two biggest things especially in your early 20s that you would think would bring you happiness don't think about that think about how you could become a better like employee or a better worker or a better person and if you focus on that you'll you'll achieve those goals but you'll also have the happiness of becoming a better version of yourself are we gonna bring up uh relationships or no because it, it it's up to you i don't care I mean, it sounds like you want to. So. I'm going to make it very brief. Because Tim loves talking about this stuff, right, Tim? Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's so fun. No, a lot of people, and I'm going to tie in friendships, too, because it's the same exact thing. A lot of people rely on, like, another person to make them happy. Like, if this person gives me attention, if this person compliments me, if this person takes me on adventures, then my life's fulfilled, right? My, I'm flourishing, as we talked about in uh, episode mm -hmm. one. But the thing is, like, you're not, like, <laughs> you're not fully happy because you're not happy with yourself. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's it's kind of like you're driving. I know this analogy. You're driving down the road, and the pa the person in the passenger seat, you take both hands off. No, no, no. You 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 have one. You have you have two hands on the wheel. You take one hand off the wheel and you let the other person put their hand on the wheel would you would you let that happen no i want my i want my hands i want both my hands on the wheel because i don't want the car to crash i mean the thing is like you're not as a passenger i would just let us crash like i'm not reaching for the wheel <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because then, like, you end up, like, accidentally fighting the driver, and now yeah. nobody can act. Exactly. It's, like, it's sort of, like, a metaphor for, like, uh, controlling your own life. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, I think, I don't know. I see, I see this time and a time again where it's, like, people are so unhappy with who they are that they just, like, continuously rely on other people to make them happy. And once that person leaves... Oh, then then they, they then they crumble, and then they're like, "I have no meaning in my life. Like, I don't even know who I am." It's bad. Yeah. They turn uh, it. I just picture them like turning into goo, like 
melting. I just, I, I also, I don't know how stable those relationships would be if, because, I mean, I don't want to use, like, the word that came to mind was like, parasite. I don't think it's that bad. Like, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds so bad. That sounds so bad. I don't even think that's really a fair word to use. But, like, if, if your happiness is dependent on another person, you're, like, feeding off of them. Like, eventually they're going to realize, too. I don't know. Parasite's too strong. I I I don't want to use that. Yeah, word. That, that's way too strong. Uh, relationships and friendships tend to be better when both people are happy on their own, and then like you kind of like. It, I think the word uh, compliment isn't the best. It's kind. I don't know where I was going with that. You mean like compliments? Like, uh, they add to each other. I don't like the term where it's like, this person's like, half okay, and the other person's half okay, and then like, half plus a half equals a whole. Like, now I'm complete. I think it should be like, both people are like, full. Like, both. Mm -hmm. They both have the full number of utils. Yeah. I mean, together, the sum can be greater than, like... Than one. Individually, but, like, they're both... Both people should be whole. Yeah. Or, I, what know, am I, per, perhaps a human can never be whole, but, you know, like... Close, close to, to whole. It. Close. Yeah. Like, know what they're doing. <laughs> have their life, like, somewhat figured out. I'm not gonna say, like, have your whole life figured out. Just, like, you know. The person knows what somewhat what they're doing. They're, you ever think about when we're, like... 40 and like we go back and watch these what we're gonna think of all of this well it's funny that you say that because i go back and watch older episodes and i'm like wow i'm so dumb but then there's certain times Already. i'm like i was out yeah but then there's other times where i'm like yeah that's a good point scott good job <laughs> you learn yeah. through experience that's that's my motto all right so oh oh and oh and the last thing here tim seeking help yeah. seeking help big one yeah if you uh if you do not feel like you are happy or or are never happy definitely reach out and find someone who can help you getting a therapist is not demoralizing um it's i feel like our society has like told us that it is but I think it can be very beneficial. I know several people who actually have therapists. Yeah, I know a bunch of people too, and and it's something I've even like thought about. Where the cost of like, I mean, it does depend on your your insurance, but for the majority of people, it's a twenty to thirty dollar copay. That's literally the cost, and you can just be so much happier. And therapy works for happy people, like. It's not like you have to be sad or have to be broken for therapy to make you even happier. Right. These are people who literally get paid thousands of dollars or, and like are literal professionals at making people happier and enjoying their lives more. Right. It's a direct comparison to getting a, uh, like a, um, a personal coach uh, mm. for like business stuff. 
I think people always want to like be like the macho person, be like, oh, I did this all on my own. I didn't need any help. But if you look, some of the most successful people out there have had like some sort of personal coach in the past who 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 allowed them to be successful. Yeah, so I, I would certainly encourage any person, regardless of how they feel, uh, to seek help or to talk to a therapist, like, for real. Boost that internal happiness and stop the reliance on the external. But the external feels good, Tim. It really does. And I think that's why people get caught up on it, caught up in it. I mean, I, I, I don't think that you could live your life entirely without any external right but. like how great is it when you get a gift from someone you just feel so good or oh, so lucky <laughs> <laughs> get that card um i i think one of the best sources of quick external happiness is buying stuff <laughs> <laughs> it really is it really is in the moment, you just like you're like yes, I have more material goods. I heard you had a recent uh, impulse buy. Yeah, I'll mention this. I bought a car, which is like something you don't do every day. Except I could see Tim doing this one day. Like he just wakes up one morning, he's like, I feel like buying a car. <laughs> yeah. He has like twelve cars in his like giant like parking garage. He's like, I need a thirteenth. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> so. Yeah, I bought a car. A lot of it, it's weird because this car is making me happy for a different reason than having a, like a cool car. Like, you know, how, like people get transaction utility, like they feel good if they like they purchase something, they get a good deal. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy because of that. I'm happy because of the opportunities this car presents. Like I haven't been able to really like travel my whole life. Now I can use this resource as a way to like make myself happy in the future. So I'm, I'm really like valuing the future with this purchase. My discount factor is very high. Yeah. Now, if I want to go visit people, I can go visit people. Uh, if I want to take a road trip somewhere, I can do that. I don't have to worry about breaking down. Cool stuff. I, I think that's a good way to which, ha like, like, again, just changing how you think about it. Granted, I don't know, I, I remember you, like, going through the entire purchasing process. Like, I don't know if this is, like, a new way for you to think about it. I think you've always kind of, since you've been thinking about a car for, like, a few months now, yeah. at least. And I, and I think you've been thinking about it for that reason for a while. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of using this as a way to develop my internal happiness. Because it will allow me to do activities that I like. Yeah, because ultimately you'll be you'll be different as a result of like purchasing it mm -hmm. because you'll be more free. Right. Was it worth the cost? I don't know. <laughs> Cars are expensive. <laughs> yeah, but when you think about like, I don't know, I don't know how you went forward with it, but like with financing. It might be odd that, like, I consider myself, like, I, I wouldn't give financial advice on the internet. Oh, here we go. Without, <laughs> but, like, 
I do think generally, like, I've got, like, good tips and, like, and, like I do have, like, good sense. Financing is great. Like, when you think about how cheap you can get things if you finance. Yeah, if it's a good interest rate. It's just, you have to be careful. I mean, you definitely have to be careful. But, like, if you can get a low interest rate, finance, especially, like, right now with how low interest rates are, I think a lot of this, like, debt fear is left over from, like, the 1970s interest rates were higher yep but now you can get a low interest rate it makes so much sense to finance because you can just save that money invested in the stock market s p 500 returns seven percent annually let's big a let's let's give a big round of applause to the federal reserve and monetary policy and quantitative easing for lowering those interest rates <laughs> and increasing returns on stocks yeah I wrote a paper on this. <laughs> cool beans, Tim. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yes. Yeah, so. We gotta we gotta look into how uh how like Joe Rogan ends his podcast. I know. Joe Rogan, uh can you leave a comment on this? How you end your podcast? I'm so curious. Because it's always so awkward. You're like, oh we're done. But yeah. I think I've only listened to like Two or three different people like actually end their podcasts. Usually, I don't finish them. Right. We'll do some research on that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed this episode of Unwrapping Success. As always, leave a comment if you uh, have a idea or if you want to just comment on something we said. We respond to literally every single comment. And yeah, share this. That's the biggest thing. Like this on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us if you're listening to the audio version and do we have a donation link yet we have one on may or may not we we have one on anchor if you're on anchor you can send us a donation to help us grow this podcast so we can make it better for you guys all right thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe or follow peace out bye bye